guys, it's Janice. If you love this podcast and you've gotten great value and maybe a bit of entertainment out of past episodes, please consider a donation in support of both my podcast fees and my coffee habit. There's no obligation. Just click the link below and thanks so much for your support. Now on to today's episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of Connections, Coffee and Confidence with me, Janice Fogarty. Guess what? In the crazy of getting our house on the market and moving across Canada, I completely missed out on my one year anniversary of this podcast. So now that we're hmm, somewhat settled in Prince Edward Island, I'll have to figure out how to mark the anniversary in some way. So if you have any thoughts or suggestions, I'm happy to hear them. So you can DM me on Facebook at Connections Coffee and Confidence. And while you're there, might as well follow the page. For today, though, this will have to suffice. Today's episode is about good communicators. What makes them good? and how we can steal their tricks to help us improve our own performance. Hi, I'm Janice Fogarty, and I'm a communications strategist and consultant. The Connections Coffee Confidence Podcast is for professional women entrepreneurs who have established themselves and their business, and they're ready to get serious about using the power of communication to surpass their business goals. On this podcast, I discuss everything from leadership to establishing a business vision to the intricacies of creating messaging, publicity, and more. I speak to women who excel in communications in their business, whatever they do, and get an inside look at how they created a thriving livelihood. So top up your mug and welcome to this week's episode. Now, when I say good communicator, who springs to mind? Maybe a teacher, or a politician, or an actor. All professions known for the need to speak effectively and persuasively, to create an understanding or agreement. But what about those you wouldn't necessarily think of? Those people who have a profession, or a hobby, or an interest that doesn't usually scream effective communicator. Are there those unicorns out there? And can we learn something from them? Well, today I want to talk about three different people, all of whom come from professions I don't normally equate with excellent communication. 
That's not to say these are the only excellent communicators in their fields. They're just the ones I'm familiar with, and maybe you are too. But what makes them good? And what can we learn from them that we can bring into our own businesses? When I listen to podcasts for enjoyment, I love science and economics. Perhaps not what you expect, but one of my all-time favorite podcasts, the one I haven't missed an episode of and I never get tired of listening to, is hosted by David McWilliams and his friend John Davis, and it's called The David McWilliams Podcast. Sometimes we just don't need to be clever, eh? Simple is awesome, and that's actually a key to great communicators. They keep it simple. They don't dazzle with clever phrases or jargon. It's just simple. And that's not even one of my points for today. That's a bonus. So David McWilliams is an economist. Not the typical profession of someone you might consider a great communicator. I mean, I took economics in university, and although the professor was clearly incredibly knowledgeable and highly passionate about the topic, she was not a good communicator. Dave McWilliams is different. In fact, his podcast tagline is to make economics easy, uncomplicated, and accessible, which should give you an idea of how important clear communication is to him. I recommend his podcast to everyone I know, and everyone who's actually listened to it has come back to thank me. He's funny. He's thoughtful. He has a head full of information that he puts together and explains in a way that holds your attention all the way through. We also own several of his books, and I can remember watching him on TV and listening to him when we lived in Ireland, even texting him to correct him for calling Canadian provinces states on his morning radio show. Okay, and then I was dying later when I realized I had made a mistake of my own in the text, but I'm sure he doesn't hold that against me. He also created and runs two festivals, the Dalkey Book Festival and Kilconomics, both of which take place in Ireland. Now, a book festival is a book festival. And I'm not saying that this isn't amazing. I mean, George Bernard Shaw was born in Dalkey. James Joyce, Samuel Beckett, and Flann O'Brien all spent significant time living there. And Joseph O'Connor, Neil Jordan, and Jim Sheridan all live there. So if you're going to host a book festival, it's a pretty good place to do it. But it's Kilkenomics that I think is the thing that stands out. Held in Kilkenny, it's a combination of economics and stand-up comedy. Yeah, you heard that right. Economics and stand-up. Two topics that require a great amount of technical skill to pull off. But holy smokes, would you ever have thought to put them together? Imagine the skill involved in pulling that off. Another example of an excellent communicator is Professor Brian Cox. He's a physicist and a professor of particle physics. Again, not a topic known for creating or attracting excellent communicators, but there he is. Named the Royal Society Professor for Public Engagement in Science, meaning he works on behalf of the organization to create an awareness and an understanding of scientific matters relevant to our lives. He's known for a series of, well, documentary series on science for the BBC, or British Broadcasting Corporation. 
My husband and two of my boys attended a talk he gave in Calgary, Alberta, and one of my boys is extremely interested in physics. They all like physics, but one of them, well, when he was 10, he came up with a theory about atoms at the center of black holes, and we had to send it to a fellow of physics because we couldn't find information about it online. For the record, the fellow confirmed that my son's theory is currently the fellow's theory, so in as much as one can be right with theoretical physics, he's right. So he's into physics. And Professor Cox was able to engage and entertain and discuss physics in such a way that a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old were enthralled for hours, taking notes. That's a skill. My third example of an excellent communicator is Brene Brown, clinical social worker and a researcher who focuses on courage, vulnerability, shame, and empathy. She's an author whose books I've referenced on the podcast before, and I'll link to again in the show notes. And while I would forgive you for thinking that a clinical social worker, one who focuses on research and compiling data to review and draw conclusions from, would not make fascinating reading, you'd be wrong. She's brilliant. She has accepted the title of storyteller as evidenced by her TED bio, and I'm linking her TED Talks in the show notes. They are an absolute must watch, in my opinion. But as you might gather from her topics, these aren't really things that people talk about readily and comfortably, including Brene herself, and you'll learn that if you watch her second video. But look, please watch them in order. First one first, second one second. It's wonderful to hear her talk about the emotions of her first talk and what she learned between the talks in her second talk. That's saying a lot of talks there. Sorry. To be able to take these topics of shame and vulnerability and make them relatable, to remove stigma from them, that takes a significant skill. Are these topics as dry as physics or economics? Hmm, maybe. Brene Brown approaches her work as a researcher, meaning it's not about the soft and fuzzy, but the hard data, what can be proven, and that tends to be dry. But as a storyteller and as a podcaster, she's moving and insightful and clear. So those are my three people I chose to look at. An economist, a professor of particle physics, and a clinical social worker. And I don't mean to be reductionist by using those terms. These people are incredibly diverse in their experiences as people and are so much more than just those categories, as we all are. But for the sake of this example, that's what I'm rolling with. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, so let's break down some of what makes each of these three people who, at first glance, really have very little in common aside from being known in their fields. To start, none of these people take their communications personally. Of course, it might seem easier to do when your subject matter is based on scientifically acquired information, but I argue that there's still a degree of interpretation and, of course, the method of delivery, which make it more personal. But they don't equate their worth with their work, removing so much of the difficulty in just getting started. So many of us feel like what we say represents who we are as people. And when you watch Brene Brown's second TED Talk, You'll hear how her first talk affected her emotionally and mentally, but the key thing is, that didn't stop her. Her overwhelming feelings didn't stop her from doing it again and again, talking about her work and her findings. On a level, it is personal, because it's you and your voice, your words, but it's not you, the human. That's separate. And because it's not personal, These great communicators are able to review their work and revise it publicly, as required or as desired. I recently watched a documentary by Professor Cox, and he was actually going through old documentaries he had done. He was discussing the science of the day and the advances that have been made since. The ability to look back and update your position or stance based on your continued learning earns you trust and respect as a communicator and as a professional. If you were personally attached to the output, you wouldn't be so quick or open to self-edit, meaning your relevance can be harmed. If you search any of these people out, something you'll note is that they all have a point when they write or they speak. They're strategic in their communications. They don't just mic up and free flow. They have something they want to discuss and impart upon the audience. David McWilliams is particularly good at this, as not only does he have a clearly stated purpose for his podcast, but even his Kilconomics Festival can be described in this one-liner from his guest, Jerry Stembridge, 
and as taken from the Kilconomics website, don't be put off by the fact that it's about economics. It's actually about life. Having a point helps keep your writing or speaking focused and clear. You aren't tempted to wander off or at least not for long. This focus helps you become known for something, which helps you further your credibility and reputation. And if you want help creating this kind of focus, what I tend to refer to as messaging or strategic messaging, you can download my guide to creating your own strategic messaging called Don't Waste Your Breath. Get your best message across from janicefogarty.com. And of course, I'll link to that in the show notes. One thing I've individually referenced has been the ability to engage or hold an audience. This ability stems in a large part from the passion and insight into their topic. They think about it a lot. They research it. They study it. They enjoy it. But they take their information and then they they think about the information. What does that information mean? And what does that in turn, mean to others. There's something very appealing to listening to someone who has thought about what they're talking about, not just because their paycheck depends on it, but because they enjoy it. They enjoy sharing the information and their thoughts, and they want you to enjoy it too. That kind of passion is gripping, and good communicators display that passion naturally. In fact, to try and stifle it, mars their communication considerably. Part of this thinking and analyzing and finding or assigning meaning to the information is the ability to create analogies or relate the information to life. Part of Professor Cox's remit as the Royal Society Professor for Public Engagement in Science is to actually explain the science as it is relevant to public policy. In other words, how science impacts our real lives. He creates fantastic YouTube videos and he tweets, but he also has a podcast where he discusses these things among other topics and with different guests. Brene Brown relates her work to personal stories. She speaks about her alcoholism and the shame and vulnerability that both caused it and continued it, and how she deals with those feelings now versus then. She's able to create highly relatable scenarios, creating audience empathy, so the stories she tells land more impactfully and stick with the recipient. She has thousands upon thousands of individual pieces of data pulled from real people, so her ability to create sweeping stories that are actually incredibly specific and personal is rare. And David McWilliams is known for his analogies or neologisms, such an awesome word to refer to new sayings that haven't become mainstream yet. Anyway, including breakfast roll man. Okay, let me explain. So for those of you outside of Ireland and the UK, a breakfast roll is like a sub or a hoagie, but with everything a traditional breakfast would have. And a traditional breakfast is a fairly specific thing, consisting of eggs, black and white pudding, bacon or rashers, sometimes beans or mushrooms, but usually a sausage or two. These breakfast rolls are very popular with those just coming home or suffering from the night before, usually in the pub. But 
Also with builders or construction workers, people who have to be at work at a really early hour and they just want a quick breakfast. You usually get them from a convenience store. If you lived in Ireland from the early to mid-aughts, you knew exactly who Breakfast Roll Man was, and that was the point. He was a highly recognizable and often relatable figure, just enough removed that you could look at him with a bit of detachment and take the information on board. Breakfast Roll Man isn't just a cute term. It's a way to impart information with a clear context, providing each audience member the ability to assign personal relevance to the information and thereby comprehend it and retain it more effectively and efficiently. Now, whether you understand Breakfast Roll Man right now isn't the point, because in the time and for the people that term was created, it was spot on. And that's what matters. It was relevant to the time and the audience. The analogies, the relation back to real life or the potential for impact on your life, these help a person assign meaning and value to the information provided, and in doing so, retain more than just a dry recitation of the facts would have allowed. The last point I want to make is really one of those back to basics ones. Practice. These people communicate as part of their living. They do it over and over, refining and perfecting, tweaking and completely overhauling as they go along. This practice is what makes a capability or an aptitude a real skill. There's a saying that writers write. That's how they get good. They just keep writing. And of course, there's practice makes perfect, which is applied to pretty much every activity under the sun. And the thing is, is that it's true. If you want to get good at something, you do it until you find your flow. And then you wiggle around a little bit until you feel your skills developing. So if you want to be a good communicator, my lessons from these three top communicators are as follows. Don't make it personal and edit yourself as you learn more. Maya Angelou, a phenomenal communicator in her own right, says it much better than I could. Do the best you can until you know better. Then, when you know better, do better. Have a point to your communications. And if you need help with that, check out my e-guide on messaging linked in the show notes. Don't stifle your passion. Let it flow and enjoy sharing. Make your information relatable. Try an analogy or a story that people can identify with and understand and practice. More and more and more. Just keep going. And if any of these tips stand out to you or you want to share who you think is a fabulous communicator, or if you have an idea on how to celebrate the one-year anniversary of Connections Coffee and Confidence, I'd love to hear from you. I'm on Facebook at Connections Coffee and Confidence or even Instagram at Janice E. Fogarty. And until next week, my friend. Thanks so much for listening this week. I invite you to sign up for my email list or join me in the Connections Coffee and Confidence community on Facebook. Those are the people who get first dibs on any classes or products I create, and they benefit from the extras I can't get into in a podcast format. I also lovingly request that if you've enjoyed this podcast, 
you leave a review on Apple. When I see a new review, I get so excited, I almost spill my cappuccino froth. Almost. And if you're a woman entrepreneur who's ready to get serious, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. About using the power of communications to grow your business, send me an email at Janice at JaniceFogarty.com. All my details are in the show notes. Thank you again for listening today, and I'll chat with you again next week.